You. Are now. About to witness. The awesome crushing might of the Eugene S. Robinson show stomper, SS baby, V5, of God, Nazis, sex, and UFC 221. No! Yeah, I'm altering things a little bit. Like I did the knuckle up last week. It didn't seem natural to me. It seemed not right. You know? It's like calling your 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 new girlfriend by your old girlfriend's name. I you know, I know lots of people like the knuckle up, but change baby it's changed also i may not stick to the hour format anymore it's a raga if i got shit to say who knows how long it might last it's like haven't you figured out that if you go to a movie and you don't know how long it is it becomes compelling and gripping or alternatively terrible and you fall asleep during it even if you fall asleep during this show, it'll work its way inside your head. It'll work itself deep inside your head. But first, Stigmata, Calling of the Just, we experimented with another piece of music, some Oxbow, but nothing starts out the show like I wanted the show started out. Like intro, all of nothing, Stigmata from Calling of the Just, Still available from Revelation Records, uh, Honey and Beach. But first, the words to live by. I'm on my way back to nowhere. Could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at your face. Or being paid back and forth, always nothing. All right. All right, my friends which is not precisely true. Uh, some of you have gone to patreon.com slash the stomper and uh, you have uh, you, you, you've helped me live. Let my, let my Negroes live. Handle your business and don't hurt no kids. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see if I put the headset in. Is it working? Is it working? Yeah, the headset's not working yet. Let me see if I can alter the digit widget. Uh, not yet, not yet. What is it? What is it? How come? You know, I want to do this before, but then it doesn't come in, right? Acha, cha, cha. You know, let's try this one. Another port, because we got a full show, and uh, uh, you know, I hate to be fucking around with the technology. Let's see if it there. No, oh no. Um, you may have to listen to me. Do this whole show through the, the, the laptop's little cheesy microphone because this thing is not coming alive. It's not. The, the expensive headset that Kid Nate bought me doesn't seem to be making an appearance. Oh, let me try one. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, here we go. 
Plantronics. Hello. Yeah, that seems to be working. All right, so now we can start the show. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, and I'm I'm going to jump into it because it, this is going to confuse many of you. Let's take the glasses off. The, the glare is bothering me. So anyway, um, despite your religious orientation, let's go back to the uh, uh, to the Old Testament for a bit a and maybe a little bit beyond. There's something very specific. If you've read any Rene Descartes in Meditations, he talks very specifically about um, what you would understand if you could understand nothing. Your senses are not reliable. You've seen somebody you thought was your brother. It wasn't your brother. It was a wino. So somebody you thought was your wife or your mother, it wasn't that your eyes deceive you. So you have to invalidate all the information coming from your eyes. All right. You've smelled things. It smells like poop. No, it's a special Malaysian dish. It's not poop. It's different. You know, you're, you can't trust your nose. You've heard things you can't believe you heard. Can't trust your ears. Touch. You can't. Let's, okay, let's just go get rid of all the senses. Get rid of all the senses. What would you know? Descartes, Descartes talks about a priori knowledge. What constitutes a priori knowledge? Well, pretty simply, um, I, I mean, he came up with the I think, therefore I am. But I'm going to go another place with that. I'm going to go, I have an awareness of self, which means two things are happening. I've distinguished who it is that I am from everything out there in that dark star universe, right? So on a fundamental level, I'm understanding a number system. I'm understanding here is a one and there is another. A one and a two. Okay, so regardless of your religious orientation, agnostic, atheist, whatever, let's just look at the Old Testament for a second and, and how they lay out in the Old Testament certain things. Whether it's demonology or angel, angelology, they're always very specific about a few things. The numbers of rebel angels that were cast out of heaven, a very specific number down to earth. The number of people that will be raptured back to replace the portion that left. These are very specific numbers. I don't remember what they were. It's like maybe let's say 225,000. Which puts early clerics in a really fucking shitty position. Because if you have 225,000 that were kicked out, well, if you study, if you have any appreciation for demonology, they try to list all those demons. Which is how sports agent extraordinaire Salvatore Russo changed the science of, of demonology, demonology by introducing a demon named Flipovus, who apparently is his own personal demon. He got this into demon guides. So there goes to show you how much quality control they're, 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 they're putting into that. It's great if you could read about Flipovus. They may not have caught this yet. It's out there. Go to Google, type in Flipovus. All right. So they named the demons. They named the angels. They're like seven levels of cherubim, seraphim, you know, watchers. They're all these, they're all these things. So on the other show, we talked about, we talked about demons. Uh, uh, we talked about uh, ancient uh, cave uh, pictographs with people flying from out of, sky, out of the sky. And why do demons look like goats? They're the horns. They don't, you know, you've never seen anybody like this. Well, uh, we postulated that, that these were breathing apparatus 
that ancient humans would have, you know, as a coward and saw these beings come from extraterrestrials fundamentally with breathing tubes. They look like horns. Okay. So we've got numbers, very precise numbers, um, number, the infallibility of number systems. Like what do you, what is the likelihood? And people have said, you know, well, you know, I'm an atheist. I think that when you die, you just die. Dirt, nothing, lack of consciousness. But if we go back to science, you got laws of thermodynamics about how stuff is, energy is neither created nor destroyed. You know, isn't there, how about, let's entertain for a second the possibility, and this is what I've been thinking about this week. Let's entertain for a second the possibility that your sense of I continues. Right. If you said to me, Eugene, what did you wear last Sunday on the show? Now, keep in mind, before I start the show, there's a lot of shit that I have to do. I have to write the intro. I got to tweet it out. I got to go to patreon.com slash the stomper. I got to fill some stuff out. I got to go create the event. And to do that, I have to like I have to copy and paste from last week's show and I got to do so last week's show, V4, should be pretty fresh in my head. And I can't tell you what I wore last week on the show. I have no memory of that. Even though mere minutes ago, minutes before the show started, I actually looked at a picture drawn from the video of what I wore. Does that mean I didn't wear anything? Um, last week? Does that mean that last week has no weight or, 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 or dimension? No, I think we could collectively agree that last, last week happened. Remember we talked about quantum mechanics guys saying, I can't define reality for you. I can define proximity. I know that this thing sits next to this thing. I know about time between these things, but I can't tell you if that's real or not. A real is not a measurement that I can get my hands on. What what makes this real? Because it has dimension. Lots of things have dimension. Do things have dimension that aren't real? Well, that's, that's I, I don't know. You're out, out of my pay grade for that one. So my, my my theory, what I postulate is that is that consciousness continues to exist. Your conscious your consciousness of I um, is 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 not necessary. There was a different I named Eugene who existed in, in time in 1974. I remember odd things about that person. I don't I don't remember much. Or 66. In 1966, I remember soap. I remember the smell of Ozone Park. I remember my friends fighting with them, wrestling with them after watching The Green Hornet. I have odd and assorted collections of memories that connect me to the central core of I, but that switches. And of course, given the numbers of days and minutes and hours and months, I don't retain all that stuff. So it dawns on me that that a, a post-death scenario, and they've talked about people who've gone down the tunnel and the lights and all that kind of stuff and the body and seeing the body above the room and you know, it, it may happen that people had out of body, you know, post death experiences like that in the old days, and then they they came. Who knows? Don't know. 
This is all highly, highly speculative. But I do know, I, I do know that they were very specific about the uh, about, about the numbers. So we, we have this idea, we have a, a number framework for how the universe exists in our in our place inside of it and some, some kind of consciousness connected to it. The thing that I call I changes from time to time. It may happen that when I cease breathing, that when you cease breathing, um, that that uh, for example, where I go when I dream, that that may be some incorporeal place that continues to e exist. Is it space? You mean physical space? I don't know. But they've talked about multi-dimensions, and apparently there's more than there's more space in, in, in physical space than, than we than we can measure. Which is which is how how I get around to um, how you stage manage your present time as I. Now let's see how I if I can cloak this in in uh, in, in concealing language because I don't want to put people on front street. Let me let me um, let, let me let me let me talk about very specifically why why that I is is has some sort of has slightly more than even though I can't maintain a week ago or. 20 years ago or 35 years ago, I can't maintain continuity outside of the fact that you will all call this I Eugene when you see me. I do have certain things that I carry with me, a certain kind of ID, a corporeal ID. And that's the genetics that we spoke about last week, intimately connected. People have come up to me and said, Eugene, you've been doing a sex column for for uh, I've been doing a sex column since uh, I think 1998 at this point. At first, it was it was Ask Huge for Code Magazine, men's fashion magazine in LA, and then they sold that to Condé Nast. And then I got uh, uh, I had used to write for the New York Jewish Blueprint, um, uh, a sex column called Avi Baby. And that lasted till I annoyed the Orthodox community and then I got booted. And then I was doing at Mode Magazine, which is a magazine for plus size women. I am not making this up. And that column was called The Guy Spy. Purportedly, I was supposed to be telling tales out of school. Then it was SkullGame.com, the porn review site, which still exists in some dark corners of, of the web. I might put up uh, uh, one of our all time favorite productions either Pimp Hand or or, or, or uh, Pimp Hand is great. It's a video game that I could only get my sister to design. I might put that up or put the links for it up. And it's like you have to chase your, your hose with a car antenna. And then every time you hit their asses with the car antenna, money flies out. It is like probably the most politically incorrect thing. The best part about having a game called Pimp Hand, outside of having a game called Pimp Hand, is asking designers to design a game called Pimp Hand and rolling out the premise for them, asses, and you know, you it's like it's like a, a Pac-Man, except instead of chasing a little little dot, you're, you're chasing a hole, and then the, you, you got a hat, 
and you have a controller for that car, the broken car antenna that you're using to whip them in the ass, and then you're chasing them. every time you hit, the money flies out, and they go, oh, and the money flies out, and you accrue money from game to game. It, I, I wish to God that you could have been there to those pitch meetings. I had to go through five possible designers, and they were all geeked to do it before I rolled out the concept. Then they were like, ah, yeah, I can't really do that. And so I was bemoaning to my sister, you know, I can't find anybody. She goes, I'll do it. That's, that's, this is love. So it's that one and riots in Egypt. Maybe I'll put this out, but it was called uh, Ask Vinny. And then at Ozzy, he started to do this one called Sex with Eugene. And it's in that sex advice column. Send in your questions, by the way. If you have sex questions, Eugene at Ozzy.com, O-Z-Y.com. I can answer them anonymously. I can put your name in. I can, I'll answer anything. Doesn't make a difference. Send it in. But that's not my, that's not, that's not my, 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 my point. The point is that people say, ah, oh, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, you're doing all these sex cops. You must know something about sex. Uh, well, it, it exists. It exists in a couple of different places. And I haven't even gotten into the sex magic thing. It ties in, believe me, stick to the numbers, the Descartes thing, the universe, the quantum core of I, it, it makes sense. So, um, and I think I can do it without putting somebody on, on front street. Um, a man and a woman meet to refresh your memory from last week. And there are three types of conversations. There's this one that you hear. I, I'm, I'm thought centers in my brain are creating word structures that float out in space hit your auditory nerves, and you somehow make sense of that if you speak English. If you don't speak English, you're just kind of entertained by me moving my hands. Okay, that's one conversation. There's a conversation where, when I make an allusion to something, say, in the show, unspoken that you make a connection to. Like earlier when I said dark starred. Some of you who have stuck through from Knuckle Up have a sense of what I mean when I say dark starred, other than the words dark starred. The alternative meaning subconsciously you, it, it, it's embraced and then maybe you have thought structures connected to um you, you lost battalion misty wood piles and then you know of course ufc 221 <laughs> and then there's the unconscious conversation the one that makes you feel a certain way like when you watch ufc 221 and you try to gauge when you wake up sunday morning if that felt good or if that didn't feel good the fact of the matter is my picks i zeroed out for the first time ever could see that I only had three picks and thank God it wasn't against John Nash. He'd never let me live it down, but kid not day actually had uh, six picks. So he couldn't, he couldn't lose except for the fact that when we went head to head, in other words, we had similar picks on the UFC 221. Uh, we, we blanked one. We both picked, sorry, Lee. And uh, that was close, but he, he lost. And then I picked Hunt because a sentimental favorite. And I think Blades is really boring. And I picked Rockhold because associate of Knuckle Up. You know, it still means something in, in these parts. Okay. Um, but I, I was cheering my ass off for Romero. I hate to say it. I'm sorry to say. But we have three types of conversations. And now when a, a, a man and a woman meet, these conversations all happen at the same time. Right. Most guys since the 60s, 70s, when they get poured all that hoo-ha in men's heads about, you know, being in touch with your feelings and it's okay to be emotive. These are not just feminine 
qualities or characteristics, most men talk too fucking much compared to the generations pre-1960s. Now, people, yeah, some of those guys were were withholding and were, you know, emotionally blunted and and and, and blocking. But the pendulum has swung. The gyre, the gyre has 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 shifted so that I'll see couples on dates, or alternatively, I was sitting at a fish place a couple of weeks ago, and, and there's a guy sitting at a table with four women, and he's just going to town because he thinks. I've got an audience, but he's not looking at the audience. He's not taking the temperature of the room. The women are all looking at each other like, Jesus Christ, when's he going to shut up? But you wouldn't tell from their faces because they're making sounds to encourage this. They're like nodding and looking and looking and nodding. And he's cracking jokes and they kind of smile, kind of an obligatory. You know, for me, having spent a lot of time around, around really, really bad guys, I find it's better to keep your mouth shut and to find out to get a true reading on what the people around you are thinking or feeling so that you don't get murdered. Like when I'm doing jujitsu and I finally like, like I get like a blue belt on top of me and the and the guy's like struggling away. I go, hey, he goes, yeah. I go, you want to know something funny? He goes, what's that? So do you hear my voice? He goes, yeah, yeah, I hear your voice. So does my voice sound like I'm under any pressure at all? Does it sound? In fact, I could be in a bathtub now. My voice sounds so relaxed, right? So look at all the energy you're putting in to do something, God knows what, and it's not having any effect. I can breathe normally. I'm just waiting. Well, he's waiting for what? I'm waiting for you to do something really stupid, which you're already doing. So like, God, well, how do I? I said, if you move your rib cage, if you move your, your pelvis three inches north and dig it in like you're a fucking something, you will squeeze the air out of my rib cage and I don't have to move. I'll be, the, you'll be on top of the floating ribs. I'll be in such miserable pain that I will move in a way that's probably pretty predictable and that you can set up something off of that. I was, oh, wow. I was like, why, why do I even bother talking? And of course, Sorrell makes fun of me because it's like the, oh, this is the psychological realm of, no, 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 no. I want to know, I, I, I want to know what people are thinking. Of course, that the pendulum goes the other way. That's all right. I would rather a, a woman be too talkative in a hetero situation than, than, than the man be too talkative. Because the way I'm looking at it is the man has got more to learn than the woman has about the man. Men have great power in our society through sameness. <laughs> Football teams, armies, corporations. You know, How many times have you heard justification for not hiring somebody? I wonder about the culture fit. They're saying is I'm wondering if he can be just like the rest of us. So with those three three conversations, when you come into a heterosexual mating mating meeting situation, those three conversations happy. Men are destroying themselves by talking too much. Listen, because the fact that you are on this date and the date hasn't ended prematurely means that genetically you've achieved a foothold. The things that make you attractive are the same things that have anthropologically or uh, uh, genetically, according to anthropologists, have have connections to internal health and vigor. Shiny eyes, you know, shiny hair, internal vigor, teeth. Your genes are making decisions. 
sexual decision. Okay, now, now you have um, and, and, and look, I, I know. I don't, let's not get confusing. I, I just, I'm gonna get. We could these work whether it's homosexual or heterosexual. These are two people coming together. Except when mating, it's I'm not quite sure how 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 the urge how the urge to couple works um, when your genes are not speaking in a direct procreative way. But that's the unimportant here. So. So I've got these three ways of communicating and decisions are being made based on nonverbal cues. And what, and what happens is, you know, a, a man, as I discussed last week, is easily duped by um, signifiers of internal health and vigor that have nothing really to do with suitability for breeding, but encourage a man to think about the somatic, the fleshy, sexual. All right. So um, so a, a guy before he if he's blabbing off at the mouth and using his eyes and listening in a way that he doesn't even realize to his genes speak is coming to a phenotypical appreciation for the person standing in front of him as, yes, this is the person that I will have enough sexual contact with to create other genes, gene models of myself. Doesn't sound very romantic. But it's not conscious. If it were conscious, it would sound unromantic. It's unconscious or subconscious, so it doesn't sound like anything. It makes you go this way versus this way, or this way versus that way. So, God, rebel, rebel angels, number systems, Descartes, place in the universe, I, thou, like Martin Buber, I, thou, two separate things, coming together, making a genetic determination. Biological genetic determination. So you make these decisions. Would you like to go out on another date? Yes. Or you have some sexual contact. And providing that all the things are starting to work right, you know, from the woman's side, do you know how many women have dumped me? Look, women who have dumped me existed in a very specific period of my life. I mean, I've had women dump me after this period, but in a very specific period of my life from 1980 to 1984 is the highest concentration of women dumping Eugene S. Robinson. The genetic indicators spoke highly. They were all attracted by these genetic indicators. But as you pull out from unconscious to maybe subconscious, there was always confusion about, yes, he's a Stanford graduate, he's a Stanford student, but where is this guy going with the, the the hardcore punk and the mohawk? He, he can't be going places. He is unsuitable in the subconscious way this discussion is having. He is unsuitable for the long, what I need is a, a long-term commitment to providing for offspring. Because every single one of those women that's dumped me in in the modern way of kind of periodically checking checking to see about whether people are still around through Facebook or some kind of social media, have all said some version of the same thing, and it's it is like I was all of the genetic markers were there, but I didn't think they came with social markers. Like in other words, they're shocked that I'm not living in a 1965 Ford Econoline van, which I used to live in, and they're kind of shaking their heads like, huh, who? Really made a mistake this time. 
Don't worry. I've been there. I said the Beastie Boys would never make it. I understand what that kind of regret feels like. I said the internet was a flash in the pan. I understand what this world feels like. Even if you're a, a fairly acute listener, you will not be able to listen to the signs. The only way that you can survive this in a way that, that bespeaks of long-term long happiness inside of a relationship is if you are clearly, consistently in line with your branding. None of these women that ever dumped me, or indeed anybody who I've ever been with, you would never be able to circle back to them later and say, uh, well, how was that time with you, Jesus? <laughs> oh, it wasn't, how, wasn't what I expected. <laughs> because I'm brand consistent. I mean, they might have expected me to be worse. And in actual fact, uh, 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 discovered that I was better. But never did they expect me to be okay and then found me to be worse. And then that didn't happen. Because I'm not fucking profiling. I'm not fronting. You see, you, you got, when I was in New York filming that mafia series for Ozzy called Crime All the Time, if you want to see it, there's a, it's three, a three-part series with an addendum about the Carnegie Deli murders. I talked to a New York City uh, homicide detective. It's a pretty great series. Um, you got to go to Ozzy, Ozzy Video, Ozzy.com. Type in crime all the time. You'll see the whole series. So, um, but when I, when I was in New York doing a, 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 a crime all the time series, Oh, God damn, what was I saying? Oh, about how uh, I, I was uh, brand consistent. People stopped me on the street. Three times I got stopped. I was in Brooklyn Heights by the promenade, walking around by Court Street, and three times uh, fans of the old show, Knuckle Up, stopped me on the street. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Eugene. And you know what we did? This. Except I talked a little less. Just talked about the what's going on, the show, if they had seen the fight coming up or some such thing. I'm brand consistent. I'm not putting on $200 cologne when I go out. I'm not doing not the fancy. The, what you see, what you get. WYSIWYG. And the relationships that I've had that have been successful, keep in mind, they ultimately weren't completely successful because I'm only married to one person. Usually, those who went with, with people were pretty consistently clear on their branding. They were highly certain of who that I was. Unconsciously, subconsciously, and in a very direct way like this conversation. Now, the Nazis enter into it. <laughs> the Nazis enter it because what they did in an interesting way, they took their theories, their hallucinatory theories of anti-Semitism, and they, did, they twisted it. There have been pogroms forever. They weren't the only anti-Semites at the dance. Jews have had a hard time no matter where they were. They had problems in places where there were no Jews. A responsibility that you can lay soundly on the doorsteps of the freaking church. Because you can't hear the story. You can't get into New Testament stuff without, you know, going down that whole Christ killer road.
anybody's tweeting me. Um, so so um, what they did with their anti-Semitism is to do to do they modernized it. They made it like a, a 20th century deal, which was fundamentally that you can't convert out of it, like during the Inquisition or, you know, other times you can't, you know, um, you, you can't, uh, you can't wish it away that for the first time ever, what had happened was Jewishness became a biological issue. Which, of course, if you read the portage of A.H. to, to San Cristobal or whatever the play is, a great story about Hitler existing in the jungles of South America and being brought back to face trial in, in Israel. He says, I got it all from you guys, the whole chosen people, the, the blood exclusivity. Okay, well, blame the victim, right? Okay, so th this idea, this idea that that Jewishness was in 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 your bones. They had if Jules uh, 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 Stryker in uh, De Sturmer had this great great, uh, great this illustration of an infant, and he said, you know, um, every Jew every Jewish baby grows up to be a Jew, and so they have a little darling infant inside, and when he's always you know, completely hor horrible cartoons of uh, anti-Semitic cartoons ar around the periphery. So y yes, your eyes are seeing yes, an infant, but do not be deluded that this infant is harmless. This infant will grow into these enemies of the state. Why? Because it's in the blood. Never mind the fact that had the Nazis been it had their eugenics experiment gone according to Hoyle, their their Hoyle, that we, by removing hybrid vigor and getting you know genetic singularity, you weaken the species. It doesn't actually improve the quality of it. There's no human archetype of purity that does anything other than sit in its own drool. It's not successful. Why? Because you've got to stay ahead of the viral bound diseases, the, 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 the RNA, it, it, it comes together. It increases the likelihood that my offspring, I have an increased likelihood because I did not have children with an African-American woman, increased likelihood that my offspring will not have sickle cell anemia. I don't have sickle cell anemia, but if I had bred with an African-American woman, there's a possibility that she might have carried the sickle cell gene and our offspring might have had sickle cell anemia. If I had made it with if, uh, uh, a Jewish wife, maybe the, the increase of Tay-Sachs disease or genetic markers for, for other things. So do you, see, do you see where I'm going with this? Sorry it took this long to get around to it, but it took as long as it needed to take. In other words, I am presaging um, an actual system, a non-corporeal system that has corporeal markers that extends us into the universe. And it's not specifically religious. It doesn't have to be religious. Right? We went to the moon, if you believe that. We left some shit on the moon. Whatever we left on the moon, the, the design of religious framework around it, no religion, I mean, religion is, is comforting because it, it has, it creates a first cause, but even that first cause doesn't 
answer the question about first cause, you know. I mean, you still have that kind of shrug moment where you go, okay, God created everything. Well, who created God? Oh, nobody created God. Well, everything, if there was nothing, became something, then there had to be the creation of a something in that nothing. I mean, if we're separating, if we have this awareness of I and thou, I had to have the I came from where? God created the I. Who created God? It's still a, it's still a bona fide question. It's still it's still a bona fide question. You know, the Nazis used it to attack. Fundamentally, they used bullets to create to kill the physical body, and gas to kill the physical body. But the the entry the 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 spear point for it was what was this kind of uh, um, biological uh, biological war? Why why would you why why would that matter as much if it wasn't connected to to why would that matter as much? And if you, if you, I was talking to a, a, a guy today, a brown belt, and he was, we were talking about CEOs. He's talking about the CEOs he's met. I talked about the CEOs I met because, you know, I'm always amazed with these guys. Is it money or is it power? Power, money. Don't know, man. I, I, I'd have to say that, that pow, people confuse money and power, but there are plenty of people who have money who are not powerful. Just because somebody can fire a bunch of people does not make them powerful. Roger Goodell has lots of money. Is he powerful? Well, he controls the lives of what? What? Well, you know, Kaepernick didn't have a job this year. Hey, what? One guy? I mean, say what you want about Trump and people have. The reality of it is he's not especially powerful. He's got lots of money. The way the system is structured, he's got to get people to play along with him. It's not like he said, make me a parade, and if you don't, I'll kill you. Can't do that. But we have drum majors, right? There's an organized core. I don't know whether you want to call a drum major a god. I don't want you want to call it the first cause, the prime directive, the first mover. I don't know your Aristotle, what they called it, the, the, you know, uh, or uh, Meister Eckhart, where they talked about belitio and abolitio, the flowing out, the great spring of creation. It comes from you know a, a place of uh, non corporeal eternal consciousness into a, a bodied world somehow these things work together and, and they and they make sense but there is a drum major who's a drum major i don't know typically if you look back over the course of human history the drum majors are the people whose names we remember and these people have been able to flow the actual the actual somatic uh, turns of history through starting World War One, starting World War Two, through you know not killing Galileo, through you know uh, uh, aiding and abetting the creation of uh, you know scientific inquiry, uh, which I believe secretly also comes from off planet. Let's not get into that. The point is with with, with um, 
we have always been mired. We've always been mired to number systems that somehow, in a in a religious sense, they said that uh, Dr. Gene Scott used to say that the pyramids were, were actually uh, calculators. I mean, that's a short version of kind of what he said. He was on sh uh, for hours talking about their calculators. So when you get to something like UFC 211. <laughs> You start to wonder about the drum major driving it. Now, if you went into care or don't care preview of, of the Wednesday before, I only had three cares on the card. Kid Nate had, had Kid Nate had six. But we're pushing it. We're trying to be enthusiastic. He's drawn a lot of heat for not being enthusiastic on some of these other shows on, on Bloody Elbow. He's like, oh, it, the industry is dying. I got news for you. MMA as we know it is functionally dead dead right but dead doesn't mean anything that see now you're seeing this tie back in it doesn't mean anything dead doesn't mean anything it, you know it means we've cut the skein you know uh, uh, binding us to to the, the the mortal world but our consciousness still exists in a way that maybe functions with memory in a different way. Like I can't remember what I wore last week on the show. And I have no idea what I'm going to wear next week on the show. The sport is dead. Does that mean it doesn't exist? No. Think about the people you know who are dead. Do they not exist? Well, they don't exist where I can see them. I can't call them on the phone, but they exist in my mind just as clearly as when they were alive. I don't have to think about Paul the polar bear Varlins and, and try to try to make a connection to, from that to modern MMA. It exists in my head, dead or not. That thing called mixed martial arts exists in my head. The practice it, it, that I lived through, it, it really exists, but it's dead. You know how I know it's dead? Because the bald one didn't show up to Perth. I mean, between buying $69,000 worth of samurai swords for his collection. I don't know. Any of you guys have collections? You know, I got a collection. I got a collection of comic books. Those are pretty good. I, I bought them with 1970s dollars. I don't know what they're worth now, but I keep saving them as my hedge against inflation. It's now from 1970, 73 or 74 to now. I've got comic books like everybody else. That's my collection. Not $69,000 swords or dropping four Gs on a waiter because I like the cut of his jib. He's incapable of driving this car. Didn't show up to the fight. Didn't show. He was busy with what? Either he delegates poorly and doesn't have the proper backgrounding to go out and do public appearances, which are part of his job. Nick and Nate didn't show up at an event, and he was pissed. Or I forgot, he had to attack some of his fighters because he spent a fair amount of time doing that. These guys are not working. They are working for a guy who's working counter to their interest. And not only that. The bald one is working counter to the interest of the corporation that's hired him. He has no board of directors that will stop him. Ari Emanuel thinks that he did a good job because the discreet fights were exciting. It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter if I don't know that beforehand. It doesn't matter. Now, a couple of you told me about um, Israel. Uh, Israel, uh, I don't know. People are texting me. <laughs> the best looking Germans are descended from both Jews and Gentiles who have been infrequently getting it on behind tool sheds for a thousand years. Exactly. That's exactly right. Hybrid vigor is the fucking key. It is the fucking key. Nazis got that completely wrong. But what they got, got right is, is that the key to eternity is um it, it is um the key to et non-corporeal eternity, it it ha it has it has a physical key, and those are the genes. That's how you get into eternity. Non-corporeal eternity. Right? It's the only way that makes sense when you talk about 225,000 beings, angels, uh, rebel angels cast out of heaven down to earth. And, and of course, replacing that, that very specific number uh, through something like the rapture, which you, you don't have to subscribe to believe this stuff, but whatever. It's just an idea. It's an idea about how the physical becomes eternal. So he doesn't show up to the fights. That's fine. That's fine. I think that's fine. In the meantime, these fights, like people were texting me during the fight. I didn't pull up into the fight until 7 o'clock, so I missed some of the prelim. Because a lot of the prelim I didn't care about, frankly. Did not give a shit, which is fine. Let's go through it now, briefly. Luke, Jumo, Dashi, Abe. Well, I don't really care. And it was a decision. Why would I care? I haven't watched it yet because nobody told me to watch it. Taruto Ishihara, uh, Jose uh, uh, Alberto Quinones. Uh, nobody got get, tweeted me and said, Eugene, you should watch this. This is great. Get in front of the TV. Another unanimous decision. It could have been a good fight, but unanimous decisions give me, give me pause. Right? In other words, when I wake up Sunday, do I try to track it down and watch these fights or do I let it slide? Ross Pearson, Ross Pearson was fucking dark starred. Like when we on Care Don't Care, Ross Pearson's name was mentioned. It was like, oh, shit. I, I, I thought dude was retired. I thought dude was retired. He's not retired. He's still fighting. I thought to God I saw him retire. And he actually he actually pulled it out a, a, a win against uh, 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 Mizuto Hirota. Yeah, big deal. Unanimous decision. Great. Now, Husier De Silva, I almost cared about because of De Silva against Ben Wynn. I should have. Third round, rear naked choke, something to see. I heard I heard word about that, and I did watch that, and that was exciting. But I'm, I'm a grappling head. You know that. Uh, Kennedy versus uh, Volkanovsky. People uh, uh, say, yeah, you know, um, singing the praises of Volkanovsky, and they're like, oh, is it a... yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. What that's saying is like, we're in the back of a bus, and there is no bus driver. It's like, man, we get some more guys on this bus. This is going to be the trip of a lifetime. <laughs> um, I hate to spoil the fun, fellas, but uh, I think we're all going to die. The immortal words of Curly when they're all in the back seat smoking cigars and having a great time, and they look up front and they notice nobody's driving the vehicle that's careening down the road. I got the tail end of that. 
I have to say people are crazy about the Volkanovsky and the Jeremy Kenny thing, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I just kind of don't. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was sitting there watching it at Dave and Buster's water on tap. And, uh, I didn't pay attention really until Rob Wilkinson and Israel Adensaya came out. And this guy, this guy has got, he's got Johnny Boney, Joni-itis, man. If, if if you remember the first time you saw Johnny Bonnie Boney Johnny Johnny Bunny <laughs> Johnny Bunny Joni against Stephen Bonner was the first time for me. It, it is he he, he well, Johnny Bunny Joni was doing something special from a grappling perspective. The fact that he was a JUCO uh, wrestling champ uh, as well as a uh, 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 Greco guy. He was tossing, he was tossing uh, uh, Bonner around like a rag doll, like Raggedy Ann. But there was nothing that happened strike-wise, even then or now, that really gives you pause with, uh, with John. I, like you don't expect that Johnny Boney Jr. is going to do what Francis Ngannou did. He's going to get that one-punch knockout power. You don't think of him that way. Well, Israel uh, Adensaya, he was hitting dude with stuff. It was like magic. And it wasn't bullshit magic, like WWE magic, like he's doing something and then the guy's like hurt. He was doing it was like a Nick and Nate Diaz thing. He was doing something and they they separate and, and Wilkinson's like nose is busted open. It's like the fuck that it's like find the red, find the red, find the red. Couldn't find the red. Could not find the red. And Wilkinson is like done, dun 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 dun. dun. You know, he got a couple of good shots and more significantly, you open a door into your skill set. He, 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 he said, screw it. I'm going to go Chris Weidman. Who? Chris Weidman. Who? Chris Weidman. Yeah, I'm going to go Chris Weidman on him. And now I'm going to jam up against the cage, single leg, double leg. Do I take him down? Uh, dudes, actually, as a guy who spent all this time kickboxing and boxing is the most grappling conversant fighter I've ever seen. Like, you know, people forget Overeem has actually submitted people, but his submissions look fucking, his submissions look like probably like my stand-up at this point. Nah, not out inside. He's actually been putting time in. Don't know how long he's been putting time in. Don't know if he's got a wrestling pedigree, but uh, his his takedown defense was actually pretty, pretty savvy. And I don't know if his jujitsu is any good. But I do know that he has some of that Chuck Liddell thing. We can stay out of trouble long enough to peg you against that fence with some punches and kicks that um, and, and, and as well as putting himself out of range from being hurt. There's a reason he's undefeated. I want to get excited about the guy. I, I really do want to get excited about the guy. But like I said, we're on the backseat of a bus and we're as excited as we get about new people getting on the bus. Do know this. That there is somebody driving the bus, but that person has lost their mind. Now, Damian Brown and Dung Young Kim, now I'm sitting, I'm sitting at Dave and Buster's. I'm into my first water. And these guys are fighting their little hearts out, but I don't give a fuck. I'm kind of glancing up. This is like this is like a tough this is if you have a lot of don't cares on the card, this is a tough way to watch the fight. 
because you don't care enough to look up. And they got big, giant screens there. And it's a split decision. Yeah, who cares, right? Pedro and, and uh, uh, um, uh, 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 Safarov, that I watched. <laughs> oh, oh, that was a crazy Kimura, right? He gets, a, it's like a standing Kimura. He runs up against the cage. It flips dude over. I was going to break his arm off of his body, like tear it out like in the cartoons. Tyson Pedro is my first official don't care who's moved to a care. Some of you are sitting poised over your keyboard right now. I told you so. Don't bother with that. I told you so. I had to have a physical connection. I had to have my eyes see it. You may have told me so. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ji Liang Lee and Jake Matthews go through it. I'm going to skip through it because I don't give a fuck. Somebody said, uh, uh, I was watching the fight with said they fight like 2000, 2006. Nice to see a Chinese fighter in there. Seems like a tough guy. I'd like to see both of these guys drug tested. But, you know, uh, the fight that was a mockery, the biggest mockery of the sham on the card was uh, Tayo Tuvasa and Cyril Asker. Cyril Asker, you know, I had an MMA fight. SF uh, Fight Club. Some cat had come over from Germany. He said, he's six foot three, dude's 270 pounds. He's challenging. Do you want to take the fight? I go, book it. I'll show up. I show up. The guy's standing there and he's wearing fucking Speedos. All right. I go, okay, shit. Good. Whatever, man. Hit the bell. These are the days when I was doing MMA in wrestling shoes. I punch him in the face, duck under, easy, because he's tall, get behind him, kick his knee out, choke him. Like, it's the fight's over in 35 seconds. And the guy goes, oh, whoa, 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 oh, well, I didn't know we were going to do chokes. I, can we go again? I go, sure, man, sure. I hit him with a combination in, in the, in the you know, left, right. In the midsection, the guy doubles over, sinking a guillotine, choke him. He goes, what's with you in these chokes? I go, man, this is MMA. What's your fucking problem? He goes, well, let's just, you know, let's just, you, we don't do, okay, stand up. All right, well, great. Kick him in his leg. He goes, oh! Hit him and knock him down. He goes, oh, okay, okay. It's like, you know what, man? It's like the story with the bear. You didn't come here for the fucking hunting. You didn't come here for the fighting. Come on, how did I get caught in some creepy, weird sex thing? That's what Cyril Asker was like. Yeah, you could say early on he got hit with that forearm shiver, that elbow shiver, and the guy wasn't quite right after that. That was fucked up to watch. That I, If you're watching me on Twitter, at the at symbol, Eugene S. Robinson, if you care, I was like, this is, is sad. It's, it's very sad. I mean, they're trying not to sukujue this guy, but I say they. Who's they? Who the fuck is they? We don't know who they is. There's some sort of overriding intelligence in the creation. Uh, 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 there's some 
there's a system that overlays, there's a drum major with a system that overlays our understanding of how we work in this world based on numbers and some kind of weird lattice work of, 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 of our presence in the physical realm as well as our presence in the non-corporeal realm. Can't figure it out beyond that. But I do know this about the UFC, that there is no drum major. Mark Hunt and Curtis Blades, the sadness just continued. Mark Hunt is not liked by the UFC, but it doesn't make a difference because the bus driver is out of his mind. He's from New Zealand. Put him on the card. He wins. He wins. Fine. He loses. We win. It was terrible. And Curtis Blades fought a fucking boring, boring fucking fight. Three rounds of a boring fight to win by a unanimous decision. You know, throwing him down. I mean, it's MMA. That's what happens. Mark Hunt could get a couple. Of, he's a 43-year-old man. He's doing what he likes. That's fine. And then the headliner. Yes, I had picked Rockhold, but I was cheering my ass off for for Romero, Soldier of God. And I loved that that at the end when he was there and he was like looking into his eyes and trying to get some. That Rockhold is just like, well, it's like if you ever you know you ever play with a baby, and babies like have enough, like they get tired of your shit. But they don't have like control over their bodies, but they can they can vote one way. They look away because then you disappear. It's like I'm tired of this person now. And they go. Eh. And then if you continue, eh, it's like, fuck, man, I'm trying to make this thing go away by looking away. But I turn and it's still there. It's still there. And he's up against the fence and he won't look. And he's like, the guy is rambling on in Cuban, or, sorry, Spanish. <laughs> I didn't, couldn't hear what he said because I'm in Demon Busters and it's very noisy. After the fight was over, I have to say, I have to say, look, Albert Speer had a theory, of, the theory of ruin. And he said, ancient Rome had built buildings in a way so that they looked as great in decline as the day they were built. That nothing stays the same, but that you should you should be able to appreciate its essential form through every 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 decade of its degradation, and it's a theory that, that I subscribe to. It's a theory. It's like if you're going to be twenty, be the best twenty-five year old you can be. The best thirty-five. Will the best twenty-five be the best thirty-five year old? Not the same thing, but always something to strive for. Be the best 55-year-old. But I see, I see these cats. Keep in mind, I've been doing music for a long time. We don't even have to talk about music that I only know. Like Ox, my band Oxbow and the Thin Black Duke or New Record. Let's look at Axl Rose. You've seen Axl Rose lately, I take it. How does that happen, man? How does that happen? Greta Garbo was like fucking vain enough when she goes like, fuck, you know what? I'm not capable of being, based on how much money went into making me look how I looked before, I am not capable of sustaining that into my 50s. So I want to be left alone. To age in the way that humans naturally age, bye-bye, I'm not doing movies anymore, fuck off, see ya. Fighters don't have a hard time doing this. Or CEOs of fight companies have a hard time fucking off and leaving us alone. Apparently. 
I mean, at this point now, we can't do any worse. I said, there's nobody driving the bus. Okay, really, there really is somebody, but he's crazy. Uh, when I talked to my industry insider last week, the guy said, well, he's not crazy. And he's certainly not crazy as a fox. He's just stupid. And he's surrounded by psychophants that are not that are not aiding a bit, much like the situation that the country is in. You know, you're going to you're really going to double down the guy who beat up his wife on a fucking honeymoon. I have never hit a woman who didn't ask me to hit her. By which I mean specifically, I want you to hit me. And that happened one time. Have I been angry? Sure. But my anger inside of a relationship is a, is a very different thing. I just want the person to go away. If I'm in a relationship with you and I'm really angry with you, I just I want you to go away. I don't want, to, I don't want you here. Much less on the honeymoon, dragging her out of the shower and punching her on the face on the floor. And I know some of you Trump guys go, well, he didn't really punch her in the face of the floor. He just wanted to talk to her. Has anybody ever dragged you out of the shower? You know, I, I, I had somebody snatch a box of cereal from me, which I still talk about to this day because I'm shocked and appalled that I had a box of cereal snatched out of my hand as an adult male. You know, I could just get up and go out to the store and buy another box of this exact same fucking cereal. So snatching it out of my hand is pointless. Why don't you just let me eat and enjoy this full box of cereal? Because it's not like scarcity. There's no scarcity here in cereal land. So, Luke, Luke. <laughs> When a man's mother dies and he get a little rabbit in his blood, his mind ain't right. Luke, night in the box, which is the way he wants it. Now, Luke could have made the case that he slept on Bisping, which I believe. He didn't think, he, he think Bisping was depleted. He was blind, getting blind in one eye. And I think, you know, was, uh, I fuck that guy. Did, did he open the door? Yeah, he opened the door. In that loss, he opened the door in a way that I don't think people at AKA had qualified for. It's like, can he take a punch? In other words, how, how many times has Bisping knocked people out? Is he known as a power puncher? Did you, you think about him the same way that you think about a Mark Hunt? You know what Mark Hunt did to Stephen Struve, Struve's skull? So maybe there's some question about how 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 good of a he's got a big head. And you know what you need to knock somebody out? It's that physics thing of the snap. Prominent jaw, you know, you hit this guy in this tip here, and I can start to get some torque in the head, get my brain spinning against the inside of my skull. And maybe it has to do with the actual physical construction of your skull, but more importantly, about where your head is at the time you're struck. He was backing up and got hit with a left. He was backing up this way and, and got hit with a left here. And that head snapped that way. And he dropped. Ref couldn't get there in time, and he took an uppercut in the face. That's no bisping. This will not be explained away. 
You went from the belt. You you staged an Achilles-like walkout and said, "I'm not going to fight again until I get enough rematch because I deserve." Because I was very close, and Bisping was like, "Yeah, fuck you." And he said, "Okay, well, to get back in the mix, I got to fight the crazy bus driver." Say, so, "Yeah, okay, fight Romero," or you agreed to it. Soldier God comes in, overweight, says, well, if he wins, he doesn't get the interim title, so the belt is somehow safe at this point. Somehow safe. But Rockhold, Cockhold, he's in the Phantom Toll booth, man. He's looking down at this little sheet of paper with a number on it. What What do you mean 87? What, what, what does that mean, 87. Can I talk to somebody here? Nope. 87 is a number. About your place in this space. You see how I did that? We started out talking about number systems. We have come 360 degrees. And I send you out the way you came in. Romero, I I mean, some people have said, well, people keep using these internet buzzwords for me, and I I refuse to acknowledge that I know what they mean. Somebody was tweeting about, oh, Eugene, I just don't like identity politics. Yeah, I don't, I don't, what do you mean? You are identity politics, you know, no, no, I don't know what you, well, you know, somebody was like, oh, you know, uh, uh, affirmative consent, I go, what's that, what's that mean? Well, you know, affirmative consent that you have to, you know, I've read all this stuff on the internet and I actually know what it is, but you're you're going jargony on me. So I'm going to ask you to use a few more words to tell me what you're talking about rather than hope that we're like, it's like the guys in prison who number their jokes. I don't have to do that anymore. Don't. So I think the compelling the compelling takeaway from the show to, to to sum up now that we're sort of at the end and I'm sort of tired of talking about it is that is that I think that a framework exists for the for the continuity of consciousness, but the framework exists by by hammering home a point and that's that your sense of the I is unimportant. Like it doesn't matter what I wore last week. That's why I can't remember it. What I can remember is to, if I see a snake and the tail is going like that, I can remember to stay away from a snake like that because that's probably a rattlesnake. If I get bit by a rattlesnake, it has very real somatic uh, uh, implications for me. I could die in this physical realm. Impeding my ability to provide sucre for my offspring or to create more offspring, to have my genes express themselves. It might interfere with that. Alternatively, my consciousness, my very fixed consciousness, yes, yeah, so well, there are 300 billion people on the planet. I go, oh, really? Are there? Are there? I mean, when they talk about rapture, they're talking about dead people, (laughs) people who have died, some people who are alive, but, you know, dead people, great tribulation, bodies will rise from the coffins and float into heaven Eh. to replace a specific number that was driven out when the the rebel angels. 
We're talking about tra the transverse of, of, of here and there with not just physical bodies, but consciousness. And numbers are all we can really count on. Which is why Romero Romero is looking pretty good today. And and uh, <laughs> what were you guys tweeting for? <laughs> I don't know. You guys you said <laughs> what? Uh, uh, this is great. Uh, thanks. I'll, I'll look at it when the show's over. So anyway, so so we're, we're looking. We have we have. I don't know what there is next week. I don't think there is anything next week. Uh, I know there is there is a there is a fight. People keep talking about the Donald Cerrone something coming up, but it, it's hard. It is hard with the Baldwin not there because clearly he cares about something else other than the bus that he's driving that you're on and that I'm on. And I know everybody wants to be excited today, but the, the, you got to realize the ones of us who are excited today are the ones of us who are addicted. We're not dead, but we're not alive. We're consuming narcotics without the, the, the narcotic of mixed martial arts for hope of the glimmer of what used to bite us before. But it's 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 struggles against life, struggles against death, but refuses to live. That is where we are. But I've never been into MMA because of what happens in the cage necessarily. I'm into mixed martial arts because of what it portends for life outside the cage. So I'm listening to a story about what happens to me on a genetic level. Stay away from rattlesnakes. Forget what I wore last week. Step into the future of non-corporeal existence with a consciousness that can't remember what it wore last week or who that I was, but know that I'm participating in 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 a. a a collective consciousness that will exist forever after Eugene has been forgotten and the previous Eugenes. You know, I have made the claim that I think that the gender dysmorphia is a product of, of the past Eugenes or whatever they might have been, asserting themselves in the present realm with a biological link-up. I have memories of my life as a Jew. How do I explain that? Sometimes I can remember what I wore last week. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I know what's going to happen next week. Sometimes I don't. Anyway, this is V5, the Eugene S. Robinson show stomper. Um, as soon as I get it to June, sometime on Monday, she will uh, put it up on SoundCloud and iTunes, so that those of you who want the audio without the ugly can listen to it at work without people wondering what the hell you're doing, or on your run, or in the treadmill at the gym. If you want to contribute to the show, you get some sort of value out of it that you feel is worthwhile, go to patreon.com slash the stomper, T-H-E stomper. Show Stomper, baby. SS. This is V5. They are numbered that way accordingly. No more going backwards like we did with Knuckle Up. That was because Knuckle Up had started, then had been aborted, then had to restart. So we're going to go backwards and change. Now the sky is the limit. If you want to connect with me on Twitter, it's at Eugene S. Robinson. 
Some of you already know that. It pains you to hear it again, I'm sure. Through Instagram, Mr. Sleep 3. But if you don't have any photos on your fucking page, I assume you're a spy and I don't let you in. And if you gate your page and wait for me to let you in before you let me in, know that that's not the way it works. You got to let me in and then I let you in. Uh, if you want the, I'm full up on Facebook, but you can go to Oxbow, all caps, O-X-B-O-W. If you're into music, Oxbow's new record, Thin Black Duke, still under a year old, still breaking records for being one of the top records of 2017. I suggest if you like that kind of music that you buy it. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is give my music a chance. And, uh, Tuesday night. At 7.20, there's If I Did It, immediately followed by If the Shoes Fit. The idea is that we apply PR advice to uh, various kerfuffles inside the MMA world for the first half hour, for the second half hour, outside the MMA world. And then if there's a fight next weekend, Wednesday, typically Kid Kid Nate and I will talk about it in the Care Don't Care preview. But the show stomper... Like I used to say about Knuckle Up, seemingly never ends. That's where we are now. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week. And, uh, you know, I'm still experimenting with what I'm going to keep, what I'm not going to keep. But one thing I do like that I've always liked is this. Look what you made me do! Yeah!